What up, podcast? Again, I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to check out this brand new show, Center Court, with myself, Coach Dakota Webb. I'm super stoked to bring you this episode um, where I sat down with Kelsey Winfrey, the Mizzou transfer and current Drury Lady Panther, uh, Lebanon, Missouri native. If you are from Southwest Missouri, you've definitely heard of Kelsey Winfrey. She is a stud. She's a rock star. I had a great time chopping it up with her, talking about faith, family, you know, how basketball is not an identity, um, being a collegiate athlete, and much, much more. As always, you know, if you guys think of somebody during this episode that this could apply to or that, um, you know, this message could give them some sort of value, please share this podcast with them. Um, and a rating and review goes a long way in helping us get this message out to as many folks as possible. And again, like this is just my endeavor, just a different way of trying to bring you guys as much value as possible. And selfishly, it's cool to get down and like chop it up with some awesome people in the basketball space. Uh, so without further ado, I'll take it to the episode center court episode two with Kelsey Winfrey. All right, episode two, um, calling this center court, I suppose, with Coach Dakota Webb. And you know, I mentioned this my last episode with Coach Minders. I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I love um, I love basketball. I love serving people, and you know, I wouldn't coach if I didn't like the communication aspect of it. So this is always fun. Um, like I followed you from afar, and we can get into that a little bit. Um, but it's it's gonna be cool to kind of pick your brain a little bit. It's the first time we've met person to person, so just talking hoops is always a good time, especially with good people. I'm assuming you're a good person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or listening uh, to the podcast, I've got Kelsey Winfrey on with me, a Lebanon, Missouri graduate. Um, it looks like 2016 Gatorade Player of the Year finalist. Does that yes, sound right for the state? 17. Uh, 17. Yeah. 17. Okay. Uh, six, the 16 17 yeah. season. Okay. Give me a break. And then uh, Miss Show Me basketball finalist as well. Mm -hmm. um, very decorated high school player, obviously, um, which is why you went to Mizzou for a couple of years. Um, and we can talk about that in a second. But if you, um, let's, let's assume somebody like myself that doesn't know you personally at all, <laughs> how would you introduce yourself or like what kind of backstory would you say if you had like a two minute speech? Okay, so I would obviously, obviously say that I'm Kelsey Winfrey. Um, I'm a big sports addict. I I like all sports, not just right. basketball. Basketball, I just happened to fall, fall in love with. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely would say that my faith is a big part of who I am and yeah. um, part of how I live my life every day. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I get through school and sports. And I would say that everything I do, I do with a passion and I do it for God and um, yeah, I, I would say right. that's about who I am. Cool. Um, so tell me about, you, know, you mentioned the multi-sport athlete. Um, tell me about like high school, like what sports did you play? Okay. So in high school I did cross country, football, basketball, track, and volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a busy schedule. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that overlaps. In yes. fact, all of it overlaps. <laughs> um, other than basketball, like, I mean, it's, it's obvious you were a good basketball player. You're not, you're not retired yet. So everybody in Southwest Missouri still knows who Kelsey Winfrey is. Um, Tell me about some of your accolades and like other sports. And it, and it could be like, you know, things you did well or things you won. 
it might just be personal accolades or things that you achieved or enjoyed you know what mm-hmm. I mean so like tell me some of those other sports yeah so I like cross country because it's more of like a mental sport yeah um, <laughs> I mean there's a lot of training and stuff mm-hmm. but it makes you mentally tough yeah because like, running it's the sucks hard, yeah it's yeah. the hardest sport I've ever done and so I really like that aspect of it and also it got me in shape for basketball right. so um I played vault I played football my junior year okay so I would get up at six in the morning and I would run um, do my cross-country workout, then I'd go to school, then I'd do my second cross-country workout after school, and then I'd go to football practice for the remainder of the day, Man. which would be like an hour at football. But I went to football when they were finishing up and they right. were doing their conditioning, so then so I had part of to that. do even more conditioning. <laughs> and let me tell you, push-ups and football pads are not easy. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so I would go to football, I would kick a couple footballs, and then right. I would kind of watch practice. One time I even got in on the scout team and I ran a couple routes. Really? And then my coach saw me do that and I got in really bad trouble. Yeah, nobody so. wants the place kicker getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so... That was that. I did run the ball one time. Really? We didn't tell my coach because we knew he wouldn't let me do it. And we told the snapper and the holder. That's the only people on the field who knew. Like, we didn't even tell the I'm rest sure of the team. I'm sure they loved that. Yeah. yeah, and so the snapper just snapped it right to me, and I ran. And I literally got tackled at, like, the one-yard line. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, you did score time. the first points for, uh, yes. for a female athlete for mm-hmm. Lebanon High School, right? Yes. Is that right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, has anybody done it since then? No. Okay. So, I, mean, I know we're not that far removed, yeah. but, you know, you hold on to that record as long as we yes. can. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you ever, like, in your high school or collegiate career, and, and this is largely for me, like, you know, like, I know some of the, like, public knowledge and, like, what you've done, but have you ever um, had a serious injury or even, like, a, a nagging injury that's kind of held you back in any of those sports? Um not really. I've been very blessed in that right. area. Um, the senior mm-hmm. or the summer of my senior year, I tore my meniscus. Okay. And I had surgery on it. They just went in and like shaved part of it off. Okay. But I only was sitting out for like a month. So it wasn't like a major tear Mm-mm. then. Um, that's okay. So that kind of proves my thesis a little bit. Like I was curious because, you know, I'm obviously in player development. Like I, I have a coaching background with teams high school and club or whatever but you know right now full-time player development specialist and you know I think the concern is if is if players specialize especially too early um they can be prone to injuries right Mm -hmm. like you doing cross country track and field volleyball football like basketball all these different sports um I think and you can correct me if if you disagree, but I think it probably served you better as an athlete. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah, and kind of like helped mm-hmm. your body as yeah. a basketball player. You know, you're more basketball is a very three dimensional sport, yeah. especially. <laughs> like, it's hard to specialize, and especially, you know, in women's basketball, like the statistics for ACL injuries mm-hmm. are much higher. Um, so I, I think the multi sport athlete, you know, doesn't maybe encounter that as much. Yeah. Would you agree? I totally agree. Yeah. Because the main reason why, like, girls tear their ACLs because their quad or their hamstring is stronger than the other. Okay. So I think like doing cross country and even mm-hmm. volleyball, like you're building a good base and stability for your muscles. Too. Yeah. And that, that's a great point. I, I hadn't even thought about it that mm-hmm. way. Um, Cause like when I'm thinking about it, you know, I mentioned basketball is a three dimensional sport. Um, a lot of jumping, a lot of lateral movement, a lot of stop and go mm-hmm. in a linear line. Like 
linear line. That's, you know what I mean? Um, but basically like the way I'm, I'm looking at that is, you know, you're with all these other sports, you know, volleyball is very three dimensional. You had to work different muscles in cross country mm-hmm. and uh, track and field and all this stuff. Yeah. I think it definitely strengthens those tendons yeah, and those ligaments sure. like you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like it makes you probably a more explosive dynamic athlete yeah, <laughs> at I the end so. of the day. I did gymnastics when I was younger all the okay. way up to sixth grade and I think that is what helped me the most I could see that because you have to be so strong like mm-hmm. your core and your right. arms and like dynamic in so many ways and I think that really helped me to be like the athlete mm-hmm. who I am today and like honestly as I was coming up which you know I, I played on some great teams and did some stuff I was nowhere near the decorated high school athlete you are but you know it used to be a running joke about how unflexible I was, mm-hmm. and I wish I had taken it more seriously yeah. because, you know, by the time I was a freshman and sophomore in college, my lower back pain was just out of this world mm-hmm. because of my tight hamstrings, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had hip flexor issues and the whole nine yards, yeah. right, which makes it very difficult to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of kind of changing gears here a little bit. Like we talked about multi-sport athlete, like from an athletic standpoint. Obviously, basketball is a very skilled sport. Did you still have to put in a lot of time in the off season? Yeah, for sure. Did you? And you played club ball and things of that nature. Yeah. I'm assuming, right? So, tell me a little bit about your experience, I guess, in the off season. Okay, so my theory is there is no off season. That's so fair. Yeah. You just work year round. Um, I would say that I never really had to run for basketball because I did that with cross country. Right. I'd always stay in shape that way. Um, but getting shots up, I did mm-hmm. do that a lot. I would go in, my coach would let me in the gym and right. I would get on the gun and shoot. And at Mizzou, I would make about 2,000 makes a week. Right. Um, just getting extra shots. And um, a lot of what I like to do is visualize people on the court. You have to yeah. have a big imagination. I agree. When yeah. you're in the court, like in the gym by yourself. Of course. So just like, acting like someone's setting you a ball screen and mm-hmm. then read if they go over or under right. and just do different shots depending so on So actually that. getting game shots. Yeah, right? game yeah. shots. And like if you're just spot shooting on the gun, imagine someone closing out on you mm-hmm. or right. if they fly out of you, maybe take one dribble pull up. And exactly. That's a lot of what I've been doing, just visualization. And even right. like when I'm not on the court or like before practice or a game, mm-hmm. um, I'll just like visualize myself making a three-pointer or driving to the basket and stuff. That was a big thing we did at Mizzou. Okay. Um, and they said that it was just as important as getting in extra shots. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So like, how did you guys intentionally work on that then? Like how, so, did, how did they hold you accountable? Yeah, so before practice at Mizzou, we'd get there an hour early. Okay. And so it'd give us about 30 minutes to get dressed and changed mm-hmm. and get taped and everything. And then about 30 minutes just to sit in our chair and work on like visualizing what we need to do better That's or awesome. like if yeah. coach yelled at you in practice the previous day mm-hmm. imagining yourself doing that correctly so mm-hmm. you don't get yelled at it again essentially that's a really interesting concept especially now it's like you know meditation and things mm-hmm. are, start, are starting to um like really hit pop culture yeah um you know even me in my life like once you remove yourself like i'm I'm a retired athlete. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we always have that piece of us that's a competitor and an athlete, but uh, I'm not in the trenches like you are yeah. as a player every day. Like it's now I'm setting my own schedule. Now I'm having to like each day I don't have a coach or, or a professor or somebody like kind of setting my schedule and telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And 
what's helped me be far more productive is like the moment I wake up, you know, gratitude list. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like five things that I'm grateful for. What are they? Like really challenging myself to be positive right out of mm -hmm. bed. And then um, some scripture, right? Yeah. And then immediately after that, about 10, 15 minutes of meditation. Yeah. Which sounds super hipster, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I, um, and I definitely get some crap for that, but yeah. I'm probably not any good at it. <laughs> the, the big thing is like you said, visualizing. Mm -hmm. Like it's just nice for me to kind of stop and reflect. Yeah. Stop and think, right? Um, and, I, and I think those who look at visualizing or meditating, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, and there's nuances, we assume it's the absence of thought, right? But I think it's just more like recognizing your thoughts yeah, and, and kind of being more in tune with them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And like you said, um, there's so many, I think there's so many athletes that waste their time in the gym. Yeah. You know, like we, we can talk about all the time you need to put in. I was just talking to some college players this morning, like I had a workout with a team and, you know, I was asking them, you know, what are we going to do to apply this or to really add this to the bag? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, they were like, yeah, we got to put in the reps. I was like, okay, I completely agree. But it's never been work smarter or harder. It's never been quality or quantity. It's only ever been both. Yeah. Which sounds like as a successful athlete, you've kind of found that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what about during your seasons with other sports? Did you still find time to get some extra shots up? Yeah. So um, usually, like, we would have basketball open gyms like in the fall or the spring, like okay. as a team. Right. And so like that was a good mm -hmm. way to get game reps. And of then course. usually after every practice, I usually stay and mm -hmm. make a certain amount of shots or I'll go right. early and make a certain amount of shots. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's even like if you were in cross country yeah. or volleyball or what mm -hmm. have you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like AAU was – also going on in was it the spring right yeah, yeah it usually starts like practices yeah so i had that too so. right so that i mean that's nice of course mm -hmm. i think i think the what what i'm trying to prove and i and i i already kind of knew this about you just like intuitively is you know you love basketball mm -hmm. you know you had some certain goals and yet you didn't think like oh well for me to get the work done i gotta only do this yeah is that true? Like, yeah. would you agree with that? Yeah. Like hard work is a huge aspect of like being an athlete, of course. especially a student athlete, because time management and everything, you got to work hard on your, exactly. on your um, studies. You got to mm -hmm. work hard getting in the gym. Mm -hmm. And also like, I think when you work hard, it also builds your confidence. Right. Because when you, when you get into practice, when you get in the games, you have the confidence of, oh, I've been in the gym, so I belong oh, yeah. here. Yeah, like I've always said, and I stole this from Drew Hanlon, but, uh, and I'm sure he stole it from somebody else, mm -hmm. which is the nature of all this. But, you know, consistency leading to comfort mm -hmm. and like you can only truly be confident if you're comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, can, you can't just fake it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned academics. Um, when you were at Mizzou, you were SEC first year honor roll. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Like how did you balance academics and athletics at the college level yeah i know it's it's even more of a job mm -hmm. at that point right well i think in high school being a multi-sport athlete really mm -hmm. helped me yeah um because i already had like the time management piece down right and time management is the biggest thing. that's it yeah. yeah like you 
I had to plan out every day mm -hmm. um, how much I needed to study every day. Yeah, you're better than me. <laughs> yeah, so that was a big part of um, being able to be on the honor roll was mm -hmm. time management, knowing when um, practices, knowing if I can study before, after, and how long. Right. And then you were also all community service team for mm -hmm. the SEC. Yeah. So like what went into that? What did you guys do whenever you were up there at Missouri? Um, so... I really like like the aspect of community service, like giving back mm -hmm. to the community, and um, I just have a serving heart, kind of like you. You right. like to serve others, and I find a lot of joy in helping others and being there for them. And at Mizzou, we had the opportunity to go to the children's hospital awesome. and just visit with the children there, and maybe take like a poster, sign mm -hmm. it, give it to them, talk to them, and it's their like family. made their day basically. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> I really enjoyed that a lot. So every time that they had like a sign up sheet to do that, I mm -hmm. always did it. And then um, I also got to go to like some elementary schools and just read them a book. Right. Um, we also had this thing. It was over Skype where I would read a book to a class over Skype. That's cool. And we just did like it on somewhere campus. like remote, right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then um, Special Olympics. I yes. was a coach yeah. of one of the basketball teams for Special cool. Olympics. So that was really cool just to have a relationship with mm -hmm. um, those kids and just seeing them fight and right. playing basketball and having fun and I've encouraging seen that. them. I've seen that firsthand as well. Like yeah. I didn't get to help with the basketball, ironically, but I did, uh, I think it was my senior year of high school, Special Olympics track and field. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so, it like made me so grateful yeah. for like my opportunities mm -hmm. as an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then it, sure. it kind of put everything in perspective too. It's like, if there's not joy, yeah. Like I didn't see a single athlete there that didn't just have an immense amount of joy mm -hmm. for what they were doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was there like in all of those activities, is there like a single kid that stood out to you the most or maybe not the most, like we don't want to play favorites, Yeah. but, but somebody you remember. I would say in the special Olympics, mm -hmm. um, there was a down syndrome boy named Tim Okay. and he just would go full throttle. Like he right. had no mercy. He was just, <laughs> going out on the court he would right. steal He's the like ball the, the russell westbrook yes and awesome. one time he got laid out oh man and he started crying and i went over there i was like tim tim you're okay you're okay get up get up and he got up and he did a he let out a big grunt he's like oh let's go <laughs> and so i think that he was awesome. definitely my favorite working with him that's fantastic yeah <laughs> i think we can all learn from tim mm -hmm. yes um with um like your experiences at mizzou how much did participating, not just as a multi-sport athlete in high school, but how much did participating in like National Honor Society and Fellowship of Christian Athletes help you? Because I know you were the president of FCA at, mm -hmm. at Lebanon, right, yeah. at one point. Um, how much did that help you? Yeah, it helped me a lot because I was so involved in high school. When mm -hmm. I got to college, I was like, I still want to be involved. I still want right. to find FCA. I want to find ways that I can... Mm -hmm. Um, be involved in the campus not just with basketball and right. so there was a thing um, at Mizzou it wasn't called FCA it was called AIA which is okay. athletes in action right. which is basically FCA very similar and so I got involved in that and I actually got to go to this camp called ultimate training camp I think I've heard of this yeah, yeah. and it was for like it's for all D1 athletes okay and you go there and you learn about principles like audience of one and mm -hmm. how basically to play your sport for God and right. not to please others. Right. Um, which is a big aspect of sport. And like, I feel like if anyone could get that down, then right. there's, there's so much freedom in mm -hmm. sport and like freedom. You're not worried about 
Like, yeah, like you release like some of that pressure. Yeah, that you're other not worried athletes, about impressing anyone. Which anymore is like with mental health awareness and mm-hmm. stuff like that's so crucial, right? Yeah. Like if you just if your identity is only found in your success yeah. or failure as an athlete, I think a lot of people can learn from that experience from you because mm-hmm. I myself, you know, I was involved heavily in FCA and NHS and stuff in high school. And then once I hit college, I lost my way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm very transparent about my shortcomings. And I think part of the reason I only played college basketball a year and a half, I didn't even finish out two years, um, completely utter failure. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was, you know, I got caught up in the party scene at my school. Yeah. I got caught up in trying to like, man, I'm already like at the bottom of this roster, trying to work my way up as an mm-hmm. underclassman. And how do I get these guys to like me? Well, yeah. okay, everybody's drinking every day. And like I even started going to chapel when I first got to school and like, you know, maybe went three times all year. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And everybody, when I first got there, I still remember it like it was yesterday. They're like, man, are you a basketball player? Oh like, yeah. They're like, what are you doing at chapel? Like you guys don't do that. And I was like, oh wow. Like <laughs> this is a whole different yeah. setting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm sure had I still anchored myself in some of those morals or some of the discipline that comes with them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it probably would have been a much different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, cause Mizzou, there was, like, a lot of good times, but also, like, a lot of times where I struggled. And right. so I'd say, like, my faith really helped me through those times. Right. And um, my brother always tells me, like, the devil either has you or he's after you. Right. So I think, like, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. Like, you went to college, you started going to chapel, and then so many different pressures. And right. And that... That's the same as a lot of other student athletes. Like oh, you yeah. go to college, it's a different culture. You run yeah. into different. You, you get things. you get away from home. Yes. You kind of like do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and I think, I think as well, like you know, like staying strong in your faith and stuff is obviously fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I think the the earlier that Christian athletes can learn to empathize with those who aren't Mm -hmm. christians or aren't like whatever religion you want to claim you know what i mean like at some point in time we just have to start being good human beings to each other Mm -hmm. regardless of race ethnicity beliefs and you know i wish that's something i would have found sooner you know what i mean um because as you do these things like aia and other other activities that kind of get you off campus or kind of get you in different environments you start learning not just about yourself, but about others. Mm-hmm. And I think like the more we can empathize with others, the less yeah, judgmental sure. we are. And I think the issue so many different classifications have with each other mm-hmm. is we're just all judging each other. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, if we can just learn to not judge ourselves and like empathize with others a little more. Yeah, I agree. Like because the day like, would just be so much better. <laughs> yeah. Because I sin just as much as you sin, as right. much as the next person sins, oh, yeah. we're all in the same boat. Right. So like, but there's Why so much hypocrisy connect? that yeah. it just makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know what I mean? I agree. Because sure. at the end of the day, we all suck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not like you and I are perfect at it by yeah. any means. Um, that's cool. Like, at the end of the day, so like, you know, we've talked a lot about Mizzou, but you're not there right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, you came back home, back into the fold. Yep. You're with Drury now. Tell me about, like, that decision, like, maybe what you went through personally or, like, you know, I wasn't there, obviously. <laughs> so um, kind of let us into that decision-making process a little bit, if okay. you would, yeah. and then, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about why Drury, you know? Yeah, so um, I prayed about this decision for a long time, and right. 
a lot of thought went into it, a lot mm-hmm. of conversations with my family and a few conversations with my coach at Mizzou before I decided to transfer. And um, just talking to a lot of people and um, I love Mizzou. Right. I, I like the college. I mm-hmm. like the town. It was my dream school and I got to live out my dream right. of being on the Mizzou team. And I just got to the point where I wanted to play more. I wanted more right. minutes. It, I'm a competitor, so it was it was fun cheering on my teammates, and I I embraced that role. But I came to a point where I was like, man, I just want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to watch your teammates playing, 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 and you're just kind of sitting back. So, right. especially when you love it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So um, I did love my time at Mizzou, and I don't mm-hmm. regret going there. Um, but I decided that to transfer to Jury after mm-hmm. a lot of prayer and talking and. Um, going down to D2, I don't have right. to sit out an extra year. Course, so that was a yeah. big thing about whether I wanted to go D1 or D2. And then Jury's just an amazing program. Coach Miller recruited me my freshman year in high school. Right. Um, so there's a little rapport there. Yeah, already. she yeah. recruited me really hard. and yeah. um, She's good at that. Yes, <laughs> she is very good. And so as soon as I entered that transfer portal, right. I was getting calls from her about every five minutes. She was calling me and calling my family mm-hmm. and saying, we need to get you up here. And, right. Um, I mean, Drury is basically D1. Yes. That, like, once you're that good of a D2 program, mm-hmm. you are beating many D1 programs. Yes. Right? And the facilities are D1 oh, yeah. comparable. And um, there's so much talent on that team already. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made it to the Final Four last year. Yeah. Would you yeah. lose one girl? Yeah, we lost I, one yeah. girl. So, and, like, you're, you got big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Just knowing that about the program and knowing how good of a coach Coach Miller was, of and um, just knowing like her intentions and everything, right. like it would, I feel like it would have been stupid of me not to choose Jerry. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, like that is a that's not an easy decision, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we need to talk more. And like, I'm no guru or thought leader. Like, I'm definitely stealing this from others. But we have to talk more about like what failure looks like because mm-hmm. or changing our minds because sometimes it's not failure sometimes it's just changing our minds and i think sometimes we look at folks like you know i'm 27 now i have worked a plethora of jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> and changed my mind so many times you know what i mean yeah. and like i think maybe like generations prior would probably look at that and be like no like you you know you you got to be a man of your word. Mm-hmm. Like you chose this job. You got to stick it out. It looks bad on your resume, quote, yeah. unquote, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think there's something to be said for when somebody's strong enough to be like, you know what? This isn't what I want. I've really thought about it and I know why it's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Like this is a rational decision. Yeah. And now I no longer care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think like that kind of thought process and the humility that it took to do that? like is going to spur you forward at jury yeah yeah um because it wasn't an easy decision at all it it was months and months of of, um work into that decision and my parents always told me to not be a quitter you're not going to quit whatever and so it feels like you are yeah and so part of me is like well i need to stick this out Mm -hmm. i need to get in the gym more and i just got into this feeling where I felt like I was stuck. Right. Like there, no matter how much I improved, no how much if I got worse, like I feel like I was just stuck in my same situation. So um, a, part, a lot of it was um, I want to end my basketball career on a great note and I want mm. to uh, 
finish strong in a right. sense. And I feel like jury, they're a national championship caliber team. Like, oh, yeah. this is Every a perfect year. place for that. But the decision wasn't easy because I, I made so many good friends at Mizzou. I, sure. my yeah. boy, I have a boyfriend at Mizzou. Right. And um, so it's not like it was like so easy coming mm-hmm. here. And so I think it already has made me into a better person, I feel right. like. Um, and I definitely think it's going to help me in the future. And um, I've already made like a lot of new friends here. And um, I feel like I'm at jury for a purpose. And so I've already, I already think that like, I don't regret it at all is what right. I'm trying to say. Like, and I, I know I made why the right would decision. You? you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think we never know the alternative. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to know what would have happened if you stayed at Mizzou. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it just really matters for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's the healthy decision. Yeah. And I think, you know, I try to stay plugged in with coaches, other coaches, obviously. You know, that's part of my growth and part of me trying to connect with different levels. And you know, you see it all the time, the conversation about, well, like, look how many transfers there were this year. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, everybody's adding up the number of transfers and it's definitely going up every year. I think some of that is probably worth noting and we obviously need to address it Mm -hmm. as coaches. Um, But I also think we need to ease up on the judgment of players and being like, you know, they need to stick it out. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're soft. Mm -hmm. You know, they couldn't make it or they shouldn't have gone D1 to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you, you can't fault somebody at 18, 19, 20, yeah. 21 years old mm-hmm. for pursuing opportunities. You never really know how good or bad something is till you're in it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just think, like, outside looking in, you know, as coaches, that's something we could probably do better. Yeah. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if I just read it on paper, like, oh, Kelsey Winfrey transferred, you know, like – I could look at that in a hundred different ways, but I don't really know Mm because I don't have the context. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I just think like, that's a good conversation. That's the reason I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit Yeah, is as coaches, like we have to get better about this. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, we're here because we love basketball and we want to serve players and Mm -hmm. families. Right. And so like the judgment has to stop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And it made, it's going to make you a better player for jury, Mm -hmm. truthfully, like because you know, you went through that maturation and like that decision-making and all that. You know, you're stepping in to a new team, but you're a different player. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At the same time. It's not just a different team, same Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you, you definitely have grown yeah, from that, sure. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, how has preseason gone thus far? You guys have officially started practice. Yeah. Um, but you obviously would have had some preseason before that. What's your initial feelings? So, preseason at Drury is a lot different than at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. So we have some preseason conditioning tests that we have to do. And there's three of them. And if you don't pass, if you don't pass them, you have to be in breakfast club, which is you get up an hour before our Mm -hmm. weight workout and you do extra conditioning so you can pass your conditioning test. So (laughs) you didn't didn't have cross country this summer. Yeah, I I haven't (laughs) done cross country in two years. So the first test was the 200s okay, and it was sucks. eight 200s. I was like, oh, that I can do that. That's, right. <laughs> that I can do that. And you had to average 35 seconds. So I was like, yeah. oh, like that's yeah, a piece of cake. I can do that. Well, the thing was you don't get a break. Yeah, so like you, right you run the 200, it. you jog back across the field, and then you start again once you get back. Nah. And I didn't put all that together. And <laughs> let's just say I passed with a 34.8. 
Oh, man. And I puked for about five minutes afterwards. <laughs> so that's how my preseason, that's, preseason that's... started. And I was like, man, Coach Miller is on a different level. Right. She has no mercy for you. <laughs> when she sees you puking, she's done her job. Right. Um, so I really love Coach Miller. She right. is she's amazing. She's going to push you. Right. She loves defense. Mm-hmm. Our first practice, we didn't do any offensive drills. Right. It was all defense. <laughs> um I'm looking Actually, forward like our to, first three practices, yeah. it was like all defense. So. She, um, she's she been making the tour of coaches' clinics, mm-hmm. like kind of talking about your guys' defensive philosophy. And she and I are speaking at the same clinic coming up in a couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward yeah. to kind of watching that, to... picking her brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the other two? That's that's the one test, right? Yeah, what were so the other, the two? other one was the mile. Okay. And guards had to run it in 6.30. Post oh. had to run it in seven minutes. Oh, that's easy. You yeah, got I got I yeah. had that one down. Yeah. Two hundreds though that was <laughs> and then the next one was suicide. So it was eight suicides and between each suicide you had mm-hmm. to shoot ten free throws. Right. And you had to average thirty two seconds on the suicide and you had to average seventy five percent on your free throws. Okay. So it's like the whole there's a mental and the physical. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually really nice. Like yeah. I had not really nice. You probably wouldn't describe it that way. Yeah. But it's creative. I hadn't thought of it. My free like throw that. routine got longer did it yeah, yeah you use it all 10 seconds break, so yeah. i took like three really really slow dribbles of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole the tim duncan routine you're yeah. just like staring at the, <laughs> at the <laughs> that's awesome so no breakfast club for you i take nope. it awesome <laughs> no breakfast club um what would you say so like you mentioned her defense mm-hmm. and like i'm gonna pick her brain myself obviously yeah. but like what has stood out to you other than just the emphasis um is there anything like X and O wise that stood out to you that uh, maybe was different than Mizzou? I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's so something different. One thing that I've really liked about so her defense, mm-hmm. basically, you can't go wrong if you are working hard, if you're yeah. flying around, it's like if you're scrambling. Yeah, you're yeah. scrambling, which I like that a lot because you don't really have to second guess yourself. You just go, right. go, go, go. Um, and her offense, we have five set plays, okay. which I like a lot because yeah. at Mizzou we had like. 30 yeah and i'm not even exaggerating yeah Yeah, we had a thick book and it was just hard for me to there's more of a system mindset here yeah and it was hard for me to grasp all of them so like the five set plays like i know good and we Mm -hmm. have other options off of those plays yeah um so i really like how she has structured Mm -hmm. that and um she really plays to everyone's strengths that's good um like she noticed your weakness she noticed what your weakness is she'll Mm -hmm. tell you that and she'll tell you i'm gonna have you playing here because this is where i see you best fit right and i really like that how she's just straightforward with you just transparent transparent yeah Yeah, and um i was in the gym shooting a couple weeks ago right and she came in there and she noticed something wrong with my follow through. Right. So she stayed in there for about thirty minutes, just helping me with my That's follow good. through, which yeah. was really cool because like she's the head coach and I know that she had like a lot of other things she could have been mm-hmm. doing. So it really meant a lot to me for her just to spend that time right. working on my shot with me. I think that that does speak volumes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like um, there's something I I can't remember who I who I like heard this from in high school, but it really it stuck with me, and it. It was, and I, I think it's a relatively popular saying, but like the way you spell love is T-I-M-E, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're yeah. like willing to actually invest in somebody really like, yeah. you know, the actions speak louder than words, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big too on like from the player development side, yeah. like tripling down on one's strengths, mm-hmm. you know, like we get asked all the time, like, like by other coaches even, like how do you decide how to spend the off season? 
And I think the time that I spent watching Drew Hanlon out in LA or Chicago or St. Louis, any of these places I've been with him, or speaking to Coach Boyle, even like down at Montverde, helping Luke Zeller out in Indiana, like these great basketball minds who've played for great basketball minds, seeing they all have the commonality of relationships and then like how they approach development, Mm -hmm. whether it's a head coach or an assistant coach with a team or like a player development professional, Mm -hmm. right? I know Drew always does like a SWOT analysis, like strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And like, we really triple down on the strengths, like take what you're good at and get great at it. Yeah. You know, I spend like 80% of your time on that. And then the other 20% is like threats. It's not even really like the weaknesses. It's like threats. You know what I mean? Like at your position, if you couldn't, you know, consistently shoot a three, it's probably somewhat of a threat for your playing time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or if you're expected to be a primary ball handler and you can't handle pressure for 80 feet. Yeah. Or if I'm a, a big man or, you know, a post and I'm not able to, clean the glass <laughs> you know yeah. like we have these threats but if i'm you know a 5'11 point guard playing a high major i don't need to have a good post game yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. so I, I think that's interesting to hear like she's had so much success and it falls in line with so many of these other yeah. great minds that i've had the blessings mm-hmm. of like being able to be around and it's just funny to me how every coach is a little different mm-hmm. but some of that stuff just never changes yeah you know what i mean yeah um what would you say like you're most excited about going into this season? Like, other than the fact that, I mean, returning roster, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, new team, fresh start, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What are you most excited about for this season? I would say just being, having the opportunity to play Mm -hmm. and to play with the girls that I get to play with. Right. Because they're so good. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we could compete with a lot of D1 schools. No, that's a fact. Like, we have a great starting five and mm-hmm. then we have a great second five yeah. and so I think it's just going to be super fun playing with them and mm-hmm. um, just watching them do defense and practice because I haven't exactly got the whole gist of right. it yet because it's so like it's like controlled chaos yeah and so just being able to run that defense with mm-hmm. them I think it's going to be a lot of fun and so I think that's what I'm looking forward to most is just having fun playing basketball with my teammates. Right. And you're kind of stepping into the fire. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming with how last season ended for, for them and how close they came to that perfect yeah. national championship run and falling just short. I'm assuming you're stepping into something like everybody else is amped up probably yes. even now. Yes. What, is that fair to assume? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that we, taste we is still in their mouth. Every day. Yeah. Every day we talk about national championship. Mm-hmm. We talk about how these teams lost this people. Right. We have everyone. How good uh, right. good we're looking for this season, and it's on everyone's minds constantly. Right, like that is the expectation. Yes, that does is. that bring some pressure? Um, no, not really. No, like oh, you're just going to work. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we know like what we can do and. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's nervous at all. I don't right. think anyone feels any pressure. Um, well, and that's the, what, consistency, yeah. comfort, confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are putting in the work. Yeah. You got the you got everybody you need. Mm-hmm. And now at this point, it's like executing. Yeah. Right? Um, I'd like to, like, change gears before I before I let you go. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've talked a lot of basketball, but earlier referenced how that's not your identity, mm-hmm. right? Other than your faith and like paying attention to school, what else brings you joy like off the court? Um, 
I would say, first of all, um, being in Christ, that gives you full joy and fulfillment. Right. Like, I've tried fulfilling, um, let's say, like this cup. I've tried fulfilling it with sports. I've, right. I've tried to fill it with relationships, and I just feel empty afterwards. Right. And so when I find true mm-hmm. joy... Like that, that baseline is always yeah, there. And yeah. experience true joy. It's when I'm filling it with God, with the right. Word, when I'm serving others, loving others, and showing um, others God's light and love. Right. Um, so that's what I would say um, is when I experience full joy is that. Right. And just playing for God and mm-hmm. doing everything for God. Nothing else makes right. me more happy. Um, but... So there's like the faith aspect of joy, of course, and then of like my family brings me a lot of joy. Right. Just being around them and, around and now my you're siblings. closer too, right? What'd you say? Now you're closer. Yes, yeah, now I'm, I'm closer. sure they love that. <laughs> I can like drive home for dinner, which is nice. Yeah. Um, like being with my grandparents, like they what's bring what's me the best? I'm sorry to interrupt. What's your best dinner at home? Um, what is like the dinner? Like you, you know, like crap. I'm going home tonight. Yeah. Um, beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. <laughs> yeah. So I have. It's weird because <laughs> right. They only, my parents will only make it for me. Are we talking like red beans, white beans, like um, brown beans, brown beans, brown okay. beans, cornbread, mac and cheese, okay, potatoes, right? So just all mixed together just in a like big bowl. After, like conditioning's over, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> after or, you did all your tests with yes, Coach Miller, for sure. yeah, because <laughs> that that is a hearty meal. Yes, that's my favorite though. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I was I was curious about that, like with you coming back to Drury mm-hmm. or coming back to Southwest Missouri, how excited you would be to yeah. like obviously you know family's mm-hmm. close, you know yeah. what I mean. Like my wife and I, we're very independent, mm-hmm. and so like living in Denver was fantastic. But yeah. it's also cool to be in Southwest Missouri and be able to like see family. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't do it as well as I should. Yeah. Like mom, if, if you're watching this, I love you. <laughs> um, and we get busy, but. You know, it's awesome that they can come watch. I'm sure they watch you at Mizzou. Yeah, but, they came you know, to, like, like, all the games. It's less gas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's an easier drive. Yeah. Um, so that that's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, so, like, final thoughts as we, as we wrap this up, because I, I don't want to take up much more of your time. Um, what would you say, like, after it's all said and done, after you're done playing basketball, whenever that is, um, what would you say you're most excited about for the next chapter? And I'm not asking, so like, I, I firmly believe like in our, you know, young 20s, mid 20s, later 20s, whatever, mm-hmm. we don't need plans for the future. Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't care what your five-year plan is because yeah. it's going to change tomorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, but I'm asking like, what are you most excited for? Because obviously you're going to miss playing, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're done, right? So yeah. what, what, what would you say to that? Um, well, I have a few goals for when I'm done right. playing basketball. What would those be? Um, I want to run a marathon. Oh, man. So Why? I want to do that. Like a half or like a full? A full marathon. Oh, I man. ran a half marathon before. Really? Yeah, in cross country. <laughs> so I want to train and run a full marathon. Okay. That's one of my goals. And another one of my goals is I want to write a book. Okay. Like about myself and my journey. Right. And just how like... I've changed as a person and how right, God course. has helped me through so many right. different aspects of life. Um, so I want to do that. I'm not really sure how to go about that. Yeah, I mean, so, but it's one of my goals. I'd have to Google it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some templates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so those two things um, I'm excited for. It's something different right. I'm not really used to, like writing. I'm not used to doing that. And, of course. 
Um, I'm kind of used to running from cross country, but, um, but a marathon's a whole other animal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll keep me in like the competitor attitude, Mm -hmm. like training every day to get to this certain goal of being able to run 26 miles. So I'm excited um, for that. And also I want to be a nurse. Okay. Um, yeah. So just like building relationships with my patients and mm-hmm. um, helping them in their time of need. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that too. That'll, that'll be exciting for mm-hmm. sure. Like, cause each and every day, I mean, I've talked about this with so many folks, like if you love what you're doing at the end of the day, and if you have a heart for people, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't become work anymore yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the marathon thing, I'll, I'll leave you to that. I'm not going <laughs> to join you in that quest at all. <laughs> I'm all for challenging myself, but distance running is not my strongest. <laughs> um, well, Kelsey, I appreciate it. I look forward to watching you guys play this year. Um, obviously, you know, excitement building up as the season gets closer. Um, look forward to picking Coach Miller's brain a little yes. bit um, yeah. and kind of hearing her side of mm-hmm. the defense and um, but yeah, this year's going to be fun. Yeah. Like not just obviously for you girls, like you, you need to enjoy it and enjoy each other, mm-hmm. enjoy being in that moment because yeah. it's not going to be there forever. But you know, Southwest Missouri has an amazing basketball community. Mm-hmm. And so I just know they're going to band around you yep. and that's going to just be fun to watch from afar. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you coming on. Yes, Thanks again. Thank you. And, uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon. Yes. Podcast listeners, thank you all once again from the bottom of my heart for listening to Center Court. Tweet me at Coach Dakota Webb. Let me know what you thought. 